Hey, real quick before we get started, in this podcast we reference a few times that we're taking a video, but I totally screwed it up, so there won't be a YouTube for this one, but uh, next week there will be, so be on the lookout for that. And also, we're changing our name slightly. We're adding another word. Instead of crime and coffee, it's going to be the crime and coffee couple because we're a couple that talk about crime, and uh, we drink some coffee. And lastly, thank you so much to a few people that reached out to us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Sheila, Lucy, Rachel, Leah. Uh, They sent us some kind words and also gave us some suggestions on future episodes. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate it. All right, thanks for listening. Here's this week's episode. Welcome to another edition of the Crime and Coffee Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Allison. Yeah, and we're trying um, to record video while we're recording audio this time. So It's been interesting. It has. I'm, I'm a little nervous on my end, <laughs> you could say. We just did a little test run, and Mike's like, welcome back to Crime and Coffee. I'm like, Mike, that's not how you start the show, it's ever. A, like a librarian or like that <laughs> uh, Saturday Night Live skit where they're like, yeah, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're usually a lot more excited than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little like deer in the headlights a little bit. Yeah, so. we're all good we're all good okay if I, if I get if i puke or something like that just like keep a, the show going yeah just lear- lean away from me if you're gonna puke okay i think i will so thanks for joining us um i'm gonna be telling the story today but um, and i'm gonna be sitting back and sipping my coffee you sure are and uh for the first time you found out what i'm talking about already i did i opened my laptop which you know we share a laptop half the time and i tried not to look but i caught the name well that's gonna happen um since we live in the same place i was thinking maybe we should you know while we're recording the podcast live in separate places yeah you want to get an apartment yeah maybe a couple of years okay just see how it works all right i'm moving out i'm okay. gonna no no i was thinking i should move out <laughs> i'm gonna go away from the kids and the pets well, i can get a bachelor pad and it'll just be nice out. and quiet have like pinball games and such <laughs> i think that'd be fun so uh so what's been going on with you this week oh you know just uh man when i have my research weeks i just go like hours and hours because there's always these little details you can add here and there and just like all these little things you can keep on adding and like it's so much i was just you know a little bit stressed i was up to like 2 a.m last night so i like to cram i'm a crammer i'm the absolute opposite i am a preparer and we've always been this way back in high school when we were dating i couldn't wrap my head around how mike would wait till the last second to start a paper i get better like i need a timeline once i have one i'm I'm good i'm like all right now we can go too much anxiety for me i have to be prepared you're always working on like two stories ahead basically yeah lately i haven't been because of the holidays it just really tailspun me out of my normal routine but i'll get back yeah um in other news i'm yeah i already closed a sale for this quarter for for, uh, work so yeah it's good you go mike thank you very much i feel pretty good and um yeah i'm listening to a lot of new music uh like new alternative i've always liked alternative music and i've always like kind of edged towards like 90s alternative you know pearl jam hence us growing up in the 90s correct right and uh, as people will see now with video i have like a balding spot so i saw that on the video that's pretty cool hey gotta own it yeah exactly i am unless you're gonna get like hair plugs or something what are you gonna do about it too much Uh, you know I'm not going to get a boob job, so just you enjoy your hairless head, and I'll enjoy my small boobs. Unless, listeners, if you'll donate now for Allison's boob job. <laughs> no, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. You are This good. is my body, and, and I'm loving it. You should love it. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, yeah, just the NFL playoffs. I'm excited. I know our Ooh, listeners are. Yes, I'm pumped. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of that last night, so that's fun. Um, yeah, MLK, I do like football, though. MLK Day's coming yeah, up. Yeah, whatever, Mike. The whole the house off. is off tomorrow, except for me. Mm-hmm. This is a bunch of bullcrap. Well, you're a healthcare worker, and by God, you're a hero, okay? I'm an essential worker. Yes, you are. 
So congratulations. The hospital would shut down if I wasn't there. Yeah, it sure would. And they would be less happy because like here, you're kind of like mean and like you run around and like yell at us for doing stuff. But like at the hospital, you're I really nice. So nice. All the patients are just like, you're so beautiful and sweet. And, and nice. I'm like, just ask my husband. We'll see how sweet he says I am. No, you say, oh, just ask my husband. He wouldn't agree. That's what you would say. <laughs> but here you'd be like, okay, guys, uh, what's going on? I'm home. You got to figure this out. You know, you got to have this here, this here. There's going to be a nice to-do list for tomorrow. Oh, I look forward to it. You were already saying, so like tomorrow I was thinking. Oh, no, you weren't even saying I was thinking. Um, I You're going to be having this to do. There's expectations do. that yeah. must be met. Well, it makes sense. I'm home. I'm not doing anything. So Yeah. yeah so another uh, news, we've been watching a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. We watched that show Ghosts. Oh, Ghosts is good, man. I, I don't watch a lot of shows because it has to be like worth it to me. And a lot of shows and TV or movies and stuff just don't really cut the cake if i'm spending like three hours watching something or something like that it's got to be worth it to me yeah and this ghost you you've stumbled upon yeah and this is the british version i believe you said started in what 2019 uh maybe 17 okay 19 maybe 19 there's an american version that was it's newer yeah uh but the thing that's kind of cool about it too is the couple is mike and allison just like us yeah it's pretty cool. And yeah, it's but a, it's, it's a good show. Really good show. I mean, highly recommended it. Um, yeah, we watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. And then I think the American version is on Paramount. Okay. Um, and the other thing I'm obsessed with these days is the Great British Baking Show. You love it, man. Yes. Every time I come home or whatever, you know, just come into the kitchen and family room, you're just like sitting there watching the baking. And it's nice because it's like a it's subdued kind of yes. thing. It, it's very relaxing. And they have a different like method of humor than Americans do. So. I love them. Yeah, they're great. I think it's a great show. Highly so. recommend that. Loving that. And then That's I'm, on Netflix as well. Yes. And then I'm watching you on Netflix. Me? Not you. Me? The oh. show you. Oh, okay. That's the guy that's obsessed with a girl or yeah, something. Yeah, we started it years ago and then just kind of tapered off for whatever reason. Yeah. It's always harder when you're watching a show with someone. I always want to watch stuff with you. That's the problem. But you have to be on the same schedule. Yeah. So, and like we're barely home together, which is like actually always home together. Well, so. the problem is, is that I go to bed way earlier than you because mm-hmm. I wake up early. So that just it makes sense for me to just pop my earbuds in, walk on the treadmill and watch my show. So I'm rewatching that. I didn't get very far the first time. So I'm kind of watching it for the first time again. Yeah. And uh, did we say what Ghost is about? It's about a house that this girl inherits. It's called the Button House. It's like a family home. It's like some remote relative of hers. She gets this huge mansion, I guess you could say, manor, I don't know, in like the English countryside. And it's riddled with these ghosts that happen to die on the property. Yeah. Various, not necessarily related together, these ghosts, but she's the only one that can see and hear them. Because she hits her head. So she has like a head injury. She can see No, I think she felt it before. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's kind of how she felt. Maybe that was... Well, we don't have to... We don't want to do any spoilers, but... It's pretty good. Anyway, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. Like, I don't like like ghosty stuff. It's not meant for that. It's more of like a sitcom. It's well, you really get funny. all the personalities of these different ghosts from different periods of time too right so it's it's good yeah it's good stuff yeah anything else for you young lady no sir i think we should just dive right in we should i'm here using our daughter's ipad so um here with the digital age usually we do a little paper but hey let's go with the yeah uh, the let's stuff. move forward with the times okay so here we are i am i, I was kind of going back and forth on how to present this to start out 
Um, you already know what it is, but um, yes, I know the story fairly well. It's I would very, say. very well known, apparently. And me being kind of a rookie to uh, true crimes, I you know just try to find the most fascinating ones. This is definitely up there. I would say our daughter even had heard about it. Oh wow, yeah, through mm-hmm. TikTok and whatnot. Um, so this is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her mother Dee Dee Blanchard, and they also say Blanchard. A lot of uh, I always heard Blanchard. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends who you talk to. I think it might be a, like a dialect if you're in Louisiana. You might say Blanchard, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to say Blanchard. Well, we're in Florida, so we'll Correct. just say Blanchard. Yep, sounds fair enough. So the way I'm going to introduce this is this is a story. I'm just going to come out and say it that about. The mother who wanted so much attention that she kind of forced her daughter into thinking that she had many, many different ailments. Right. Hence the name. um, Munchausen by proxy. Yes. Okay. I'm going to talk about that too. Classic case. Yes, exactly. So it's called Munchausen by proxy. I'm going to talk plenty about that. But I wanted to tell you that before we get into it, just so all these things you're going to hear about are you know, just kind of boil up the the anger you have for this lady. It's so sickening and disturbing. It makes me want to be sick. And my first real um, understanding of Munchausen's was The Sixth Sense, that mm. movie. We went and saw, obviously, we all know what that movie is. I don't know when it was released. We'll talk we about were Munchausen teenagers, more. but that was the first time well, I really... Pump the brakes if we could. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. No, okay? I'm just okay. telling you that was the first time I had ever really heard of it. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Okay. You, is, do you want to direct me into what else I could talk well, about, I'm Mike? I'm a storyteller. I think oh, I'm a storyteller. Oh, well, I'm uh, the wife, and you do what I say. Okay, here we go. So this takes place in Lafourche, Louisiana. And um, where? Lafourche. L.A. Lafourche. Lafourche. Okay. Uh, some, yeah, it's you know, Louisiana, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, French, French stuff. Yeah. Lafourche Parish, Louisiana. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th, 1991 in Louisiana, born to parents Dee Dee Blanchard and Rod Blanchard. So she was named Gypsy Rose. Do you know why she was named Gypsy Rose? No. Because her mom liked the name Gypsy and her dad liked Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. So cool, right? Mm-hmm. Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses. Pretty neat. Um, I was trying to think like, what we would name a daughter um, if that was the case. Like I'm at the, the time of like listening and things, I think my favorite band was the Black Keys. So like maybe a middle name would be Black or Keys. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So uh, Dee Dee and Rod, they met at a bowling alley one night and started dating pretty much right away. Uh, Rod was 17 and Dee Dee was 24 and uh, she became pregnant shortly thereafter. Okay. So very quick. Yep. And at the time, the only logical thing that um, Rod could do, because he's a good Southern gentleman, he's like, you know, I, I got this girl pregnant. I have to marry her. You know, that's kind of how he was raised. So he ended up marrying her. Were they in love or was it more circumstantial? More circumstantial. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was young, 17. Right. You're still likely in high school unless you've dropped out. Yep. Exactly. So um, this one article I read was really kind of the central article to a lot of these different spinoffs and stuff. Um, It's by it was on BuzzFeed, the website by author Michelle Dean. And uh, she interviewed Rod and he said, you know, one day I woke up on my birthday on my 18th birthday. I realized I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I mean, he's a child. Pretty much. Really? I mean, you're 18. You're an adult, but you're still a child. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. Absolutely. So. He's like, I wasn't in love with her. I knew I got married for the wrong reasons. And uh, at that point, he left Dee Dee. And a few times, she tried to get him back, and it just didn't work out. Did they already have the baby by that point? No. She was still pregnant. Right. So, um, but then they were separated, and that's when they had their baby. Okay. So, Rod eventually, you know, just kind of a little background on Rod. He eventually remarried uh, to a woman named Christy. 
And, um, you know, this woman, Christy, was involved uh, here and there in Gypsy's life. Um, they'd see her over, you know, the next 10 years of her life. They have some pictures together. All of them were kind of family happy outings um, right up until like 2004. Okay. But did they share custody of Gypsy? No. Um, so Dee Dee was the, the sole, sole custody. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Gypsy, by all accounts, was born happy and healthy. Um, you know, her cousin, Dee Dee's nephew, Bobby Petrie, said Gypsy may have been born maybe a little premature. Um, and then the dad, Rod, said maybe her head was a little small, too. But, like, none of that could really be verified. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing too crazy. Kind of just somebody, yeah, this is... You know, when she was delivered, there were no concerns. Correct. Okay. Yep. The doctors deemed her healthy, and she was probably just discharged home like a typical baby. Yep, exactly. So, uh, Rod, Gypsy's dad, also said Gypsy was born healthy. But he said around three months old, Dee said Gypsy had sleep apnea. And needing, needed a breathing monitor machine. How did she determine that? Because <laughs> Dee knows. What happened to make her say, because when Cameron was an infant, remember he used to sleep in our room and he would do that breathing thing where he'd be like. <laughs> yeah, and we thought he was going to die. Yeah. And, you know, we were new parents. We were 29 years old. We were terrified. So we told the pediatrician and she's like, that's perfectly normal. Yeah. And I was like, how is that normal? It doesn't sound normal. I mean, he the kid sounded like he was like just like gasping. choking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, like, nope, that babies make all sorts of noises when they sleep. Yeah. So my question is, how does this woman who, by all accounts, has no medical training, diagnose a three-month-old with sleep apnea? She does have a little medical training. Um, before she had her daughter, she was a nurse's aide. Okay. So she has been in the medical field. Okay. Yes. My apologies. I did not know that. No, that's okay. That's why I'm here. Okay. Thank you, Mike, yeah. for your support and kindness. Yeah. So she, she and you know... I did mention Munchausen's uh, by proxy, and they said Munchausen's a lot of times, at least Munchausen's by proxy, starts with sleep apnea. So that's Really? Weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Wonder why. Maybe it's the helicopter parent, like, gets activated, and it's like, oh. Um, but you know, it's pretty much a super, super helicopter parent. That sleep apnea is diagnosed via a sleep study. Correct. And that's a good segue, because they went into a sleep study. Okay. They had that done in the hospitals. I believe they had three tests done. Uh, for sleep apnea, and none of them came back positive. Of course, because if she didn't have sleep apnea, it wouldn't. Yeah. So, but she insisted. She's like, "No, we need the the breathing monitor." And they, you know, they put the breathing monitors on her. That's what I don't understand. Right. The doctors that I work with and that I have come across in both my children's doctors and just various places would not give you a sleep monitor if you were not diagnosed with sleep apnea. Right. They would say, this child does not need it. You know, maybe she's saying, oh, I swear, she does not breathe. Like, she's in the middle of the night, you know, maybe she knows the, the symptoms, and she's like, this is the symptom, this one, this one, and they're like, okay, here's the CPAP machine. I don't agree with that. And I don't know how young a child or adult has to be, or human has to be, to get on a CPAP. I imagine at any age. At right? any age, if you would need it, you would need it. So she had it. She had the I mean, CPAP that's machine. crazy to me yeah. that it even started there. Yep. So that's where it started. And then from there, things started escalating pretty quickly. Uh, problems with her eyes, allergies, hearing problems, digestive problems, naming a lot of different things here. Digestive problems can be difficult because you can't see them. Right. Right. I mean, granted, you can do scopes and things like that. You can do biopsies. And she can always be like, well, she has diarrhea all the time or whatever it might be. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. even know. But then what they the... would ask for a stool sample and yada, think, yada. Yeah, there's testing involved. It's not just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right. So a little later, they found out Gypsy couldn't walk. 
Okay. How and, old was she at this point? Um, it was early. Um, as a baby, our children walked at about not, 13 months. No, no. It was like, it was later than that. So she had walked fine. I think it was like five around okay. there. I don't, I don't have the exact age. So she walked and then she stopped. Um, not really, but this is what, uh, Dee Dee was saying to everybody. But uh, people saw her as a toddler walking. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Rod was like, she was totally fine. I don't know what the hell happened. Like, where did this come so, from? And you'll have to watch some of these documentaries. There's a, there's one on HBO that's pretty good. Like Rod to listen to Rod talk, it's kind of cool. He's like just kind of laid back. He's that uh, that Cajun you know mm-hmm. accent and everything. He's like, I was like, I can't even say it, but he's just like, I was like, you know, she she looked totally healthy to me. And that's how pretty much the whole family was too, including Dee Dee's family too. Yeah. So. Um, according to a Facebook post by Bobby Petrie, um, who was Gypsy's cousin and Dee Dee's nephew, mm-hmm. uh, there was one day where there was a small accident where Gypsy was riding on the back of her grandpa's motorcycle. Okay, I remember hearing this. Okay. Where she scraped her knee, said Bobby. Now, scraping the knee, I mean, I, I automatically think she fell off of the back of a motorcycle. That's probably not just scraping a knee. It's probably a pretty big abrasion. I mean, you know, a big cut or something. Yeah, I guess it depends on how fast they were going. Right, right. But he said he said it wasn't anything more than you know some surface cuts whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he said immediately after that, Dee Dee said Gypsy could no longer walk. So that was you know he couldn't tell the exact time or date, but it was about five, six, seven around there. Like, Can you imagine being involved in that and seeing like oh we got to put some band aids on her knees and then all of a sudden the mom being like well she can't walk because of that you'd be like what are you talking about? Well, she took her away and she took her to doctors and then told everybody hey just because just so you know um, she can't walk anymore she's lost all feelings and so she had a spinal cord injury is that base, what she, I, is that what Dee was saying happened? Well, these are also you know people in Louisiana and kind of you know countryish just um, taking it for face value. Yeah, oh, why would you think? Okay, she can't and really that is the thing like what kind of mother would do this so people aren't thinking that way yeah when somebody when a mother walks up and says my kid can't walk you're not like are you sure well i work in the hospital i'm not saying that i'm anybody that can diagnose your hero like that, but i told you you're a hero. i look at ct scans and things like that just for my own knowledge and that would be my question like oh gosh so she has like a elf whatever injury what is it yeah, what is the... It would be some sort of spinal cord right. injury. Okay. And I would ask the same thing. Be like, so what, what happened? What Was it spinal? Was it legs? Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Dee Dee said Gypsy can no longer walk, and they kept hearing about all these doctors that Dee Dee was taking her to. Um, doctor this, doctor that. So, uh, they got kind of wise to it a little bit, because, you know, there'd be times where um, she would come over. I don't think I, I wrote this down in my notes, but um, Dee Dee and Gypsy would come over, Gypsy, as soon as Dee Dee left, like went inside to the bathroom, uh, Gypsy would get up and play with her cousins, push them around in her wheelchair, jump on the trampoline. And as soon as Dee Dee came out, she would fall to her knees and be like, eh, and like, you know, kind of pulling herself along. Poor thing. Yeah. I mean, kids have boundless energy. We all say, I wish I could bottle up their energy and have it for myself. Can you imagine trying to put a child in a wheelchair that does not belong in one? I mean, I, this is worse than murder to me. This is like ruining a child's life. And like, mental. Like, right. A oh. child listens to their parents because they, they trust them. Yep. So then you start to think like, I, I don't know. 
I don't yeah. know how that works. That's it's so messed up. Yeah, horribly sad. And just to also set the scene, um, I don't know if you've heard video or audio of Gypsy talking, but she's very high-pitched. Yes. Like, very squeaky, mousy. Childish, very childish voice. Yeah, and I'm sure Dee Dee had a lot to do with that, You know, whether it's mentally or whatever it is. But... Instructing her, I'm sure. Right. Just constant, constant coaching. So um, when the family member would see her rushing around, pushing the wheelchair, jumping on the trampoline. How do you possibly think that, like, I need to go to the authorities here? So, Dee Dee would say that it's it comes and goes. It comes and goes. It's like in waves. You know, but sometimes she feels like better. a light bulb. I mean, I think when she comes, you know, she got closer to Gypsy. She'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm worried about you. Sit, like, take it easy. Get, get in your chair. Get okay, because obviously if you're seeing a child jump on a trampoline and then all of a sudden they fall to the ground as mother walks in the room, something's not right here. Yeah, she's programmed to do that. When Yeah, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of the families, especially like this family, like just very quiet and like not questioning and just well and maybe dd was like a force to be reckoned with that it's like don't f with dd because you don't want to go there you're absolutely right um you've probably heard some things so. i it's it's been a while since i've like truly listened to the depths of the story but yeah no you, you know how some people are like that you don't want to be the on the other end of the wrath she's one yeah exactly you're exactly right she's one of those people like she could do anything yeah you're and you're not, like uh-uh i'm not getting involved in this right so the the dad just be like Meh, well i'm going back inside you which know? is kind of sad though because he's the child's advocate as well right no no the uh dd's dad is what i was talking oh about. I'm, I'm picturing okay. like they're at dd's family i'm picturing party. Uh, rod rod was gone by this point okay. like not gone but just not in her life day-to-day life yeah, because uh, Dee Dee would change a lot of things and like you know, make up stories and be like, she's at a doctor's appointment or whatever. Yeah. You know, just very manipulative and stuff. Making it impossible for him to see her. Correct. So, yeah, that was one of the things. Eventually, Dee Dee was convinced that Gypsy had a chromosome disorder. Um, Again, this is a test. Yeah. This is a fact. Yeah. This is a black and white. There are certain conditions like fibromyalgia or something like that that's hard because you have it, but you can't see it. A chromosomal issue is diagnostic. Right. I, I don't know how you how you get by with that. So there were tests and things, and none of them came back conclusive, obviously. But she kept on telling people, you know, she's got a chromosome disorder. This is preventing things from developing correctly, cause of many of the ailments that Gypsy had. Uh, she also said Gypsy had a condition where her skull was too small. Um, we don't know if that was true or not. I mean, she looks like a pretty small person. Um, you know, her, her teeth started bucking out a little bit. But I'm, obviously, the way she was treated that could you know have a lot to do with and, it and who knows what medication she was given that she didn't need that can screw with your teeth too yes there was plenty of medications she was given plenty and i'll be kind of covering some of the ailments they were covering but um yeah so she, you know she said because her head was so small she told gypsy that you wouldn't develop past a child's level of maturity like eight or nine or ten years old basically mentally because mm -hmm. your brain's too, your your skull's too small your brain's not going to grow so on and so forth um also in these, yeah, I mentioned that, um, you know, she's very squeaky and very high pitched. So just childlike, like for her whole life, even when she was like later in life, 18, 20, still like, me, 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 mm -hmm. like very high pitched. You definitely, if you're listening to this, definitely go find a video of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, according to the article Michelle Dean wrote, the one I mentioned earlier, Dee Dee and Gypsy lived together in Slidell, Louisiana. Uh, they lived in public housing. Um, so Dee Dee was basically sucking off the teat of America, um, you know, just listing all the different ailments that her daughter had and living on public funding basically so she herself did not have a job correct she was basically serving as the caretaker of her ill child yeah full-time caretaker exactly 
Um, so they'd be visiting doctors at Tulane University Hospital and Clinic and the Children's Hospital. Uh, Dee Dee convinced the doctors there that Gypsy had seizures every couple of months. So I imagine that's another diagnostic. Or yeah, you would. Um, I mean, it it, it has to, to be tested while it happens. That's yeah. the problem. So, so that's probably something easy to get drugs for because it's like a lot on the. the yeah. Thing. And that drug, I've heard that your teeth can fall off of. You're right. You're right. So that's where she Did had. Did I a, say fall off of? Yes. Fall off of what? Gums? <laughs> fall off of your gums. <laughs> <laughs> your teeth can fall off of. Okay, just be not fall out. Yes, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. So, um, Dee insisted to one doctor after another the daughter had muscular dystrophy. Um, even after a muscle biopsy proved she didn't, like, proved she didn't. That's okay. And I know I'm sounding like a broken record. <laughs> I know I am. And I'm sorry, but the teeth can fall how- off. Of. <laughs> how does a doctor listen to this lady strolling into his office and he is the expert he is doing the biopsy he is looking at the results and yet they're still going forward with treatment for something that hasn't been diagnosed i don't know it's it's definitely malpractice i mean 100 percent. and i know this was a while ago so maybe medical records weren't very streamlined or whatever and still now if they're treated at a different hospital our facility has to have the medical records sent over to us. Well, it's now, not like it's in a database. Right. Like medications are like narcotics because that keeps people from doctor shopping. But stuff like that, I mean, I just... Which you would think would be in a centralized database, but it's not because there's different systems. And one of them that I sell that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is... Uh, they're all the ones that have the backup information. And it's also public information, so you don't know if somebody's going to be able to hack into it. So yeah, but it'd central... be a secure system. Yeah, you think. But the whole thing is, is that that's the most frustrating part of this story is that she was treated for things she did not have. And yep. how how did that happen? That's yep. what gets me the most out of this whole story. Obviously, Dee Dee is an effing monster, but these doctors gave her treatment for something she didn't have. Yeah, and I'm going to keep going, so you're going to get even more and angry. I'm going to get more angry. You're getting boiled yes, up. I I'm fired up. Yeah, you're like our new Instant Pot. You're pressure cooking. I am. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you better vent my steam valve because yeah. I'm going to pop. Yeah, I'm going to put a little towel over it to prevent spurting. <laughs> That'll be good. So doctors would, um, let's see. Please don't say the word spurting ever again. Well, the spurting and moist. We can't talk about those things. <laughs> there were problems with their, uh, okay. So Dee, Dee insisted there was problems with her eyes, poor vision, uh, frequent ear infection. She got tubes in her ears, which isn't, you know, well, of. that's common for children yeah, for sure. And so. one would hope that she was actually seen with infections. I, I mean, anything's possible, but I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I know with tubes, it has to be like X amount of ear infections in a year or whatever course of time. And she can always say that she had a few, you know, whatever. And she uh, actually, uh, Gypsy did have uh, bad eyes. Uh, mm. You know, she, she ended up having a lazy eye a little bit. So she did get a surgery on that. Um, needed glasses. So she got those. And I mean, every single picture has those like huge glasses to make her look like extra, right. extra special needs, basically. Yeah. Um, it was all part of the facade. Right, right. At one point, Gypsy was given Botox in her salivary glands to prevent drooling. Uh, there were some reports that uh, Dee Dee gave her like a, a, a numbing medication on her gums before they went into the doctor to make her drool, but I, I can't substantiate that. So mm-hmm. um, then eventually she had her salivary glands removed. Wow. By a doctor. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. Yep. Um, also, so between that one and this one, she had a feeding tube installed. That's the one that gets me because I actually 
do deal with these things as a dietitian. I am a dietitian. When somebody needs a feeding tube, there's various reasons why. We have to and know just, why. Just to be clear, not the ones where you come and need a diet, but a clinical in a hospital setting. Yeah, dietitian. in a hospital setting. But there's reasons why. Sometimes it's a failure to thrive issue because the person is debilitated and just can't eat enough. Other times it's a combination that we work very closely with a speech and language pathologist where they're having swallowing difficulties. What was the reason for her feeding tube? I would guess both and all and everything. Because that is something that would be diagnosed by a speech therapist. Yeah. Right. I'm sure she's she knew all the cases, the possibilities, and probably said all of them. Like, she just won't eat. I don't know what it is. She won't eat. And, you know, they proper nutrition. Look at her bones. She's so skinny. And obviously, know. she was probably withholding food for her so that they could see that she was malnourished and underweight. Right. So they just popped that tube in. Yep. And um, anytime Gypsy had a cold or a cough, she was rushed to the emergency room. Uh, just a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, just it keeps going. Poor thing. Yep. Totally had her childhood robbed. Yep. Um, in 2005, when Gypsy was about 13 or 14, um, probably being told that she's 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. How, how is that? Her mom just starts telling her that she's younger. It's kind of like you can mold a child into anything. You know how they you, they say you can mold a child into believing they're like a superhero or whatever. You could mold an adult into believing things. The mind is a very tricky thing. If you start telling somebody something long enough, they maybe start to believe it. Right. And that's the danger in watching the same news program over and over again. Starts to warp your mind a little bit. Right, exactly. So um, in 2005, you might remember Hurricane Katrina. Yes, this is a very big point of the story. I know this. So Hurricane Katrina hit Slidell, Louisiana, where they were living. Uh, The power was off for weeks, just totally decimated everything. Uh, Dee Dee and Gypsy were forced to go to a special needs shelter in Covington, Louisiana. Um, She told the shelter staff... The Gypsy's medical records were not with her because they'd been destroyed in the flood. Yeah, that was the big thing. They got destroyed. So she was able to have a fresh start. This enabled like everything, mm-hmm. basically. It all spiraled from here. This really. was like gold to Dee Dee. Like, oh, yes, I have a great like reason to be able to tell people I don't have the records. And yeah, I, I'm, people could still call the other doctors and stuff, but she'd probably pick all the doctors that were right in the you know the midst of the hurricanes. And, sure. Yeah, they're all, all in the crisis mode. And I wonder if she even did she have flooding damage to her home? Um, I don't even know for sure. You know, her house might may not have been touched by water. And she's like, yeah, they got destroyed in the flood. Right. And just left it. Be like, okay, well, let's go stay in this special mm-hmm. needs. And then everybody's given them because, you know, she's got a little tiny cute daughter who's like in this girl. I'll tell you what, um, Gypsy, she's just like positive. Like, I don't know if her mom coached her into it or something, but she's very lovable. Like, mm-hmm. just like smiling ear to ear and just like you just like love her she's just like that poor girl she and then you're sad i mean all these people that are watching her are thinking she has all these ailments and stuff which she really doesn't so if they're like just in love with her like gypsy's easy to love like just so sweet and cute and everything Mm -hmm. horrible so anyway they go to the special needs shelter um she said they don't have the medical records so like i like we said it's kind of a gift for Dee at this point um so there was one doctor at the shelter, Janet Jordan, who seemed really caught up in the Blanchard story. Obviously, like I just said, you can really easily get caught up with them. They're very, very talkative, very sharing with all that they, they've been through because Dee Dee wants to be have that attention brought to mm-hmm. her. Um, so here they are with special needs, just a mother and daughter duo trying to make it. You know, the father left them, according to Dee Dee, like they're just on their own. So she's like, you know what? You guys should move to Missouri. 
Um, Missouri. Yeah. What's in Missouri? Uh, just a nicer, easier thing. I don't know. I don't know if the doctor had something, you know, some some experience there. I'm sure there's a lot of states that are nice. Like, yeah. Did we choose Missouri out of a hat? I don't know. She said, just go, you should move towards like Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So that sounded good to Dee Dee. She's like, yeah. Fresh set of doctors right. to manipulate. Oh, I'm sure there's so many doctors. Yeah. So um, it, Springfield, I believe, is like the third biggest uh, city in Missouri. Well, so. and the other thing is, is that it's people that don't know their past. Correct. And that Dee Dee was, or um, Gypsy Rose was jumping on a trampoline two seconds earlier. A whole bunch of new people. Yeah. You can so fool. she can easily fool them starting from scratch. So through charities and donations, they were airlifted to Aurora, Missouri. Airlifted? Yeah. She didn't have a car? Um, Probably not, but I mean, you know. Why were they airlifted? Probably because it would give them more attention. I don't know. Like, could you, this lady's like, airlift? Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, she's going to take what's being given. Absolutely. Well, then you land. Everybody's like, oh, are you okay? Because she's got to be on machines and uh, stuff, even though, you know, she doesn't need to. Um, but she wasn't on machines. No, well, yeah, just the, the feeding tube, but I'm sure yeah, she Yeah, but did. feeding tube. She probably had an oxygen tank. I'm sure she oh. had an oxygen tank on her. I mean, everything. I know she did have an oxygen tank, so... Um, oh, she was on oxygen? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So anything to kind of show that, hey, she's in bad bad shape. Oh, it's so messed up. So they went to Aurora, Missouri in September of t- 2005. They rented a house for a while there. But then eventually, uh, after a few years, they were gifted a Habitat for Humanity home in 2008 mm. in Springfield. So, And, you know, if they really needed it, that would have been very nice. Yeah. But this woman is a monster. Right. So, I mean, there's video of them, like, you know, cutting the ribbon or whatever they do mm-hmm. with their home and hammering the final nail, I think it was it was what yeah. it was. And they're both smiling and, you know, Gypsy's on the, the news being like, yeah, we got this new house and it's pink because I love pink. And we have this jacuzzi for my muscles because I'm always sore. And she's on the video saying that. And they showed the jacuzzi and it's, you know, just a nice little place for them. And yeah, they don't have to worry about anything because they're in such a bad situation. And, you know, I'm happy for Gypsy that she did have a nice home because this poor girl, I mean, like I said, her childhood was stolen from her. At least she had a nice home to live in. Dee Dee, on the other hand, can live in a pig pen for all I care. And she uh, looks like she would. Yeah, fit in just just nicely. Yep. Um, so Dee Dee had spent many nights at the Ronald McDonald houses, that piece of shit. Um, like this is for places for people that have like real ailments with their children that can't, don't, you know, don't want to be away from their children. Well, when your children are ill, you drop everything and you, you know, would have had a job and now you can't go to your job because you're focusing all your attention on your child. And that's why those services are there. Right. Right. But and not for people to stay stick their hands in the pot and take from it. Yeah. So she ended up like knowing Ronald McDonald houses very well. Um, all trying to get her daughter diagnosed with new diseases and new prescribed drugs and put down in her feeding tube. Um, so they'd received free rides and airplanes, a free trip to Disney World. Uh, she got her picture taken with Miranda Lambert, uh, got to meet Blake Shelton because they were wow. married at the time. Uh, she was a fan of Lord of the Rings, got to take pictures with Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. Wow. There's pictures of them together. Um, you know, just nice actors trying to do something mm-hmm. nice. Sure. Oh, Miranda Labbert ended up uh, donating money. Uh, I think like 4500 bucks to them, just giving them some money. Wow, that's so nice. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So um, so while Dee Dee's here in Springfield, she's getting a lot of attention, just loving it. Dee Dee told all her friends, anybody knew that she met, that Gypsy's father was an abusive, alcoholic, drug addict. And did this word get to Rod? Um, eventually, yeah. I mean, now it's out, but not at the time. Not at the time. He no. didn't know that she was, you know, smearing his name through the mud. Right. 
Yep. Well, that only got her more sympathy. Yep. And that he couldn't come to terms with his daughter's sicknesses and refused to help them. He's mm-hmm. like, he's pretty much like, I don't have a daughter because, you know, she was telling everybody. Yeah. Which makes everyone feel that much more sympathetic. Yeah. Because you have to believe a woman who's saying she was abused and stuff. I mean, of course. Why wouldn't to. you? Yeah, of course. So meanwhile, I don't know if you know about this, but Dee was happily collecting 1200 bucks a month from Rod in child support. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's like, and he showed checks like every single month, 1200 bucks. <sighs> How do you sleep at night? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's dragging his name through the mud being like, this guy's an alcoholic drug addict. I mean, there's <laughs> I don't mean severe to laugh, mental insane. illness happening here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Something is just wrong and rod would also send like extra gifts for gypsy like a nintendo wii or something for her birthday so sad. like above and beyond he's and rod's like so quiet it's, it's interesting there's something with you know to rod gypsy's dad he he's a he's a quiet spoken guy i'm sure he's a very gentle soul it sounds like it Seems who knows like it. Who no knows? who knows i don't know who him. knows real people but i mean i i kind of like him just from the things i've seen obviously mm-hmm these you know documentaries have an agenda so who knows i don't know the real guy but seems like a nice enough dude and christy his wife as well and he's kept up with his payments right so that's something he said i mean mm-hmm. freaking i don't know what percentage we but know a lot plenty of, of you know situations where that's not happening yeah exactly that's good coffee good i yeah. made you the bold blend or whatever it is oh thank you mike doesn't like any of these light or medium roasts he likes to punch in the teeth i feel like i'm missing out i want something like that's real like chunky coffee so i went through your box of coffee and selected just the right one for my husband you're the best so here they are in a new town claiming all the medical records were wiped away in a hurricane obviously Dee wanted to provide a list of the diagnosis for doctors so i'm sure she had a nice tidy list she did actually i saw it she probably just pulled it right out of her purse yep i saw one of them one two three four five seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty so the one that i saw went like this epilepsy vision and hearing impairment gi reflux quadriplegia quadriplegia yeah that's like i mean i'm not uh, a doctor you can't move any of your limbs right i mean there's some that you can slightly move but yeah I'm, she's not slightly moving i mean gypsy totally can move her upper like totally no problem Every single thing, uh, every single picture and video. Muscular dystrophy, which we all know that she was told she doesn't have. Uh, anemia, hypoventilation, requiring a CPAP machine. Uh, asthma, allergies, mild mental retardation at age seven. Leukemia at age five. Incontinence, lung disease, heart murmur. So Leukemia. Yeah. people. Some people think that she may have had leukemia, which uh, now there, there's no definitive and uh, i think gypsy even thinks that she had it but at the same time she was five well, so. and she was manipulated right so she we, had none of those i mean maybe she was anemic who knows right but, and i could have looked further into that but it's like she was told she had a lot of different okay. things is the gist leukemia is a very specific diagnosis yes blood cancer yes right yeah so it's uh, that that yeah they test your blood platelets and then you, yeah it's, it's very specific but luckily she doesn't have any records this is all on her notes but then wouldn't a doctor... So it was it was treated? She was treated for leukemia? Yeah. And um, so Dee Dee would also shave her head all the time mm-hmm. and just be like, it's going to fall out anyways. Let's just shave it. There's no pictures that I saw where, you know, like once you go through chemo, like it's like bald, bald, bald. bald. There's yeah. no follicle like... Right. There was there was always follicles when uh-huh. I saw, when I saw um, so Gypsy. So did any doctor say, yes, I treated this child for leukemia and she was given chemotherapy? Um, I don't know. I didn't look into it. Okay. So yeah, maybe. Um, just I'm going to wave the white flag at that one. Okay. That's fine. So... Um, so yeah and like you mentioned earlier she took a ton of different medications for everything so breathing she had medications for breathing seizures digestive pain anxiety you know she was on all those uh 
you know, uh, like different, like Ativan or Xanax and whatever. But those things like make you very tired. Right, right. And then whether the fault of medication or poor hygiene, like you mentioned, Gypsy's teeth rotted out. Which I'm sure Dee Dee was thrilled with because and, yeah. it just goes to solidify something's not right. Well, with she this looks child. like she's in even more, you know, you know, she's got her head shaved. She's wearing these huge ass glasses. She's got no teeth. She's small statured. It all feeds to the validity of what she's saying. Now, I did look more into that drug that she was taking, and it said like um, gum soreness and stuff like that. It didn't say te- tooth loss. Okay, because I do know in the hospital there's um people that i've come across that are treated for epilepsy and they're they have no teeth mm-hmm. i forget what the medication was off the top of my yeah, head i'm it, not remembering but i think it's a pretty known thing okay so yeah and she, there was plenty of pictures where she has like no teeth poor and, thing now yeah. she has the feeding tube is she eating food or is no she Didi has to wait for it all at the end of the day when Didi not allowing her to have any food so that's another huge thing for a child you know think about like birthday cakes and just whatever you know yep and uh, at one point i watched an interview dr phil interviewed gypsy you can find it on youtube and he's he's like is it possible your mom could have poisoned you in your feeding tube and she's like, like yeah of yeah. course i how does a child know what the hell she's crushing and putting down her tube right so there's a possibility that she could give her things and yeah. make her feel worse and make her feel sick and of course the the more sick she looks the better for Didi. the more of a champion Didi looks like so um in a nine-year period between 2005 and 2014 Didi brought gypsy to the hospitals over 100 times Wow. Did she go to different hospitals as to try to keep it? Because, you know, you you do start to get some red flags when something's so reoccurrent. Yeah, for sure. And they had their whole, you know, situation down. She'd bring her in. She'd make sure she had a doll to play with all the time. And like every picture, Dee Dee is holding Gypsy's hand, like always kind of the control thing. Mm -hmm, Probably squeezing it. Yes. Gypsy said that. She said, if I said something I shouldn't have, I get a squeeze. And I know, okay, that's It's time to back off. Yeah, that's off base. She would be such a nightmare because you do go into certain patients' rooms that are just, you can just tell, like, they're overbearing and manipulative. And they're a nightmare to work with because they don't shut the hell up either. They just keep going on and on and on. And they're totally spinning the story. Like, you'll ask a question like, okay, what have you been giving them through the feeding tube? And somehow that leads to 10 other avenues that you didn't ask about. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's what she did just trying to grab for anything that you can catch on to to give them more stuff and then your head spins and you want to get the hell out of the room so <laughs> You're like i'm not getting anything here yeah you gotta go yeah i'm sure that's what she did she probably had like diarrhea of the mouth yep and so she just said you know, to gypsy you know here's your doll um shut up when we go in there and don't move your legs that's so sad Like, don't move your legs keep them still and, and let me do the talking She's like, okay, mom. And she was just so afraid of her. Like, even Dr. Phil was like, did you ever say, mom, I don't have these problems? She's like, nope. She was like, right away. shitless. Yeah. Like, nope. Never did. So. That just shows how controlled she was. Yep. Uh, Gypsy had several surgeries, like I mentioned. Um, GI operations. Uh, stomach was supposedly wrapped around her esophagus. That is something that's factual, though. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because, <laughs> you know, before a surgeon would cut into a patient, they would get their s- appropriate scans. Yep. And then, of course, they would do like a diagnostic surgery. But when they opened her up, did they see any of that? I doubt it. So I mean, that's just insane to me that a surgeon would put a scalpel to a, ch- a child that has no signs of needing it. Yeah. And you have some surgeons that are just sur- happy to get into surgeries. You know, I don't know. They, our, they want to. Our, I know at our hospital, we are very like, it's the last option. Yeah. You know, well, you don't want to do surgeries. Right. Once you have some kind of an invasive procedure. It can, can make a domino effect. Right. Right. So 
Um, there was uh, this doctor on one of the documentaries. He didn't treat Gypsy at all, but he's a, a clinical psychologist and a Munchausen expert. Okay. Dr. Mark Feldman, he believed Gypsy was consistently subjected to Munchausen by proxy. Of course. Meaning that her caregiver pretended or induced illnesses in her daughter so she can get the feeling of helping her and getting the attention of everyone around her. It's a form of child abuse, mm-hmm. basically. It's usually between a mother and a, a child. So it tends to be the mother. Yeah, but it can also be anybody, you know, whoever a caregiver is. Mm-hmm. So whether it might be a father to a, a you know, a wife, you know, might be poisoning yeah. them slowly. And then it's like, oh, she's so sick. You're such a nice guy for taking care of her. Sure. You know, whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, they, they ended up interviewing Gypsy and a lot of these things. And she said, you know, I remember using the CPAP and I remember it made the breathing worse. Like I could, because you can't, you don't have a decision of when you're breathing. It's forcing air into you. Yeah. She said the first procedure she remembers was the feeding tube getting put in because she, it was easy to remember because it had to be changed out every six months. Mm. So I don't know if that's a thing or not, but. Um, Maybe know. in a child, I don't know, but in adults, you could have it for years. Yeah. And Dee Dee would often speak to like these specialty doctors about whatever she'd be seeking out. So she'd be specifically going to like a brain doctor for this or a heart doctor for this. And she'd have a story already set to go, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of medical records they were going through and they looked and found, you know, um, she was a nurse's aide. So she knew a lot of the terminology. So like, for instance, she'd go to a heart doctor or a cardiologist with Gypsy and she'd talk about the terrible family history of heart attacks and strokes and all these things, even when none of those things existed. And I would imagine, you know, I thought of you because I'd say instead of heart attack, she probably thought myocardial infarction. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, MIs, uh, many MIs in my yeah, family history. Like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of the medical records said upon mother's information or upon history by the mother or upon talking to the mother instead of actual real information. Right, right. It was just taken by what she said. Yep. Um, there was one story in there. I'm just kind of, there's a lot of different stories peppered in here. So there was a lot of things I had to decide, okay, should I add this? Should I not? You could probably go on for hours about the things that this woman said yeah, and did. Right. And there was one thing um, when Rod, the dad, called Gypsy to wish her a happy 18th birthday. He, he recalls like looking forward to it being like i was gonna make some dad jokes like oh you're a you're a woman now and you know just be careful Wait, whatever you well know? an 18th birthday is a big deal for a kid it is for it's sure like you're now legally an adult yep yep so he called her for the 18th birthday he's like Dee, i want to talk to a uh, gypsy and wish her a happy 18th birthday Dee's like no 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 uh she thinks she's 14 so in, in order to protect her you need to say happy 14th birthday oh my gosh can you imagine no i would be like what are you talking about right and that's where you're like rod why wouldn't you just be like eight she's 18 girl like yeah this is where it's like no no gypsy it's okay you're 18 and that's fine but he also doesn't want to be the bad guy like your dad is trying to like you know then all of a sudden Didi has something else to say about it. So again, he was making things easier and just letting Didi do what Didi does. Didi do what Didi does. <laughs> you actually nailed that one. That was really good. <laughs> so this is how things went for years. In the documentary I watched on HBO, they interviewed one of the doctors that Didi and Gypsy visited, neurologist Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. So this is kind of interesting. Well, because my next question, and I'm sorry to interrupt no. you, was are there any doctors that ra- raise the f- alarm? Sounded the alarm. Not loud enough. Okay. So um, he noted on his the, in the records that you know, after a visit with them, uh, quote, mother is not a good historian. Because okay. you know, he was asking questions that she couldn't necessarily answer accurately, which is surprising. Um, well, you know how when you lie and lie and lie, sometimes you forget your lies yeah. because they're not facts. And it's a neurologist, too. So it may, you know, maybe 
Dee was better at like internal stuff instead of you know neurology is totally different. It's ball a game. whole other ball game. That yeah. bra- that brain of ours is a complicated machine. We don't even know like twenty five percent of it basically. Yeah. So I mean, neurologists are just you know kind of out of this world in my opinion. Mm, me but, too. Um. So yeah, mother's not a good historian. He noticed that while he was told that she hadn't walked in nine years she had a normal amount of muscle on her legs that was another thing i was going to say she looks like a regular little girl yeah because we diagnose malnutrition in the hospital and it's done so by looking at their muscle mass and when somebody is paralyzed or has muscular dystrophy and doesn't walk that's expected that's normal for that disease of course their legs are tiny yes because the muscle is completely wasted right whereas you would look at somebody like that and think no that's this girl has to be weight bearing well and there would be like home videos there's one of her playing in the snow like she doesn't move her legs, but then sometimes she needs to move her leg to do something. To do something. Yeah, and you're Just like... Just natural reaction is to move it. And of course, looking back, you're looking for these kind of things, and they're easy to spot. But maybe they're not for the regular person, but doctors, you would think, you know, can... And he, he did. He's like, okay, well, she's got muscle. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you know, she's using them for something. <laughs> it's not just... And he, lo- he noted that in his uh, charting? Yeah. And he also said her spine was able to hold her weight. So he immediately had doubts. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, it's one, the muscles, and also that the spine can support it. Sure. And has supported it. And he saw evidence that there she's been weight-bearing, basically, and that the spine can handle this. So Dr. Flasterstein called a previous provider of gypsies. And the previous provider clearly said Gypsy Rose does not have muscular dystrophy. Oh, my gosh. He's like, no, she definitely doesn't. Definitely does not. And Dr. Flasterstein also noted um, quote, analyzing all the facts after talking to her pe- previous pediatrician, there is a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy. Okay, so what did he do from there? He he noted Nothing. it, but isn't noting it like... It's not going to any official place outside yeah, of his office. Yeah, I know that, but if you're suspecting something like Munchausen's to the point that you're putting it in your medical record, isn't it your job as a healthcare provider to do something about that? It's like saying, I believe that this child is being abused, putting that in the chart and not doing anything about it. Yeah, well, you know, he was questioned about it for sure. Um, I wonder if there was any repercussions to that. Not yet, because, well, and I'll tell you, but um, they talked to Dr. Flasterstein. He said if they see neglect, they'll definitely report it to authorities. So if there's like clear neglect, like abuse and stuff like that. But Munchausen's is abuse. Yes, but he said it's not one of those instances. It was more of a case of over-treating to him. So mm. like just trying to be, again, an overprotective parent, basically, like you know, he didn't think she was doing it on purpose, but you know, it's not up to him to decide. Munchausen's right? is different than being overprotective. Right, for sure. So he already said Munchausen's by proxy, but then he's kind of changing the story a little bit. Mm. So, well, obviously he wants to protect himself. Right, of course. He thought if he brought this forward to the authorities, it would be tossed out immediately. Because the whole, like really look at it, the whole community is like Gypsy supporting. Rose is our star. She's mm-hmm. our, you know, we're supporting her, we're behind her, she's our girl. And, you know, all of a sudden he comes up and they're like, no, you're like crazy, doc. Like, and then, you know, she'll prove something. And all of a sudden his, you know, he's in question. They have bad reviews or whatever it might be, you know. It, it, so with so much support in the community and so many people rallying around Gypsy, it just for him, he thought there was no way. So that was the end of the road. Called the pediatrician, put it in his um, charting. But that was it. Yep. Okay. So 
Imagine this. Dee Dee would not come back to Dr. Flasterstein. Well, yeah, what a why. surprise. I have no idea why. Hmm. Yeah. He sniffed her out. And they couldn't figure out how she figured it out, but it she requested records, medical records. So every obviously time. she saw it documented in there. Yeah. So she's like, You I'm can out. get your own medical records. Right. Of course. So she didn't like what she saw he put in there. Yep. Saw a copy of everything and she's like, Nope, gotta go to another guy that believes. Peace. Us. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Uh, in 2012, Gypsy Rose got sick of not having anyone. Well, of course she did. And as you get older, you get harder to be manipulated. Right. Because as you're older, you're getting more independence and your own thoughts and beliefs. Yep. So she signed into a Christian dating website. And uh, there's also another story of another guy that she, she ended up meeting somewhere, but it doesn't really add into the story too much. Okay. So I kind of skipped it. But this is like her second guy kind of. Um, but she signed into a Christian dating website. Uh, at this point, she's a Catholic and all that stuff. And she met a guy named Nick, uh, Nick Godishan, living in Big Bend, uh, Wisconsin. And she's in Missouri. Yeah. So he was born in 1989. They're about two years apart. Now, does Gypsy believe she's the age her mother is telling her, or does she know? She started to figure stuff out. That you put the pieces together. Yeah. And her, like, really, it's kind of her sexual awakening, too, that's helping her. That's what happens when we hit puberty. Right. You know, we start to have desires for whoever, and you can't stop that. Right. She's, like, really into, you know, I mean, you remember how all of us were when we were teenagers. Of course. You you think of things, and it's just, you know, her mind's active, and she's excited about being with a, a man, and she's... She's not really sure what reality is at this point and what's Ugh, real and fake, you know. So she's viewing this as like a, you know, I want to fall in love. I want to have babies. I want to be married and all this stuff. And I mean, remember how we were when we first started dating? We were so cute together. So and cute. Darling. We just were like so in love with each other. Like we would be on the phone with each other for sometimes like four hours fall to the point that we would phone. fall asleep on the phone. It was like total infatuation, not like unhealthily, normal. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's so hard that this poor girl wasn't allowed to just have that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the one, the other guy she did end up meeting, uh, turned out that she met him online as well. And Dee Dee smashed her computer, smashed her phone, was well, like, of course, tied her to the bed. Tied her to the bed. Yeah. She was bound to the bed for like days at a time oh sometimes. Oh, God. So there was like torture kind of going on a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. And Gypsy wasn't just like, oh, I'm tied to the bed again. It was like. You know, oh my God, I'm tied to like, you know, she was really, really Of course. Scared. Well, you think in your head like, this is my life? Yeah. Where does this end? Right, right. Will I ever go out and live my life? Right. So she's, you know, sexual awakening. About four days after they met online, um, Nick and Gypsy, they started dating or a relationship. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're really far apart. They're only doing this online. Sure. Basically. Turns out Nick Godijan has Asperger's. And a doctor told his mom his mind will always be in the 15, 16-year-old range. Okay. And you said he was how old at this point? Uh, 23. 21. Okay. So he's 21. And how old is Gypsy actually at this point? 23. Okay. So she's 23. Wow. Yeah. Um, 21, 20, 20 range. Let's okay. Just say in that. your early 20s. Yeah. Early 20s. So just in case anybody's Fact checking my math. Checking my math. Yeah. So um, a doctor, yeah, told his mom he'd always be 15 to 16. He also reportedly suffered from multiple personality disorders. Okay. And uh, he had this incident where he was arrested at at McDonald's for watching porn while he touched himself. Oh, no. So he kept on saying he was scratching himself. Oh, yeah. He had a real bad itch down there. He did. He did. And he had to scratch it. So he definitely had some mental struggles of his own. Yeah. 
So Gypsy and Nick would chat online on this Christian dating site and get into some like very sexual conversations. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're both of age of yep, you know, sexual yep. awakening and things steer that way right away. Um, but most of the sexual interaction was online, like I said. Also, well, all probably, right? Because yes, they everything. hadn't met. Correct. At this point. Yep. Also found that he was really into BDSM. Like oh. you. Like you like, were. What? Yeah. Listener, oh she's my. into BDSM. Um, I was like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Let's uh, no. pedal back. So BDSM is bondage, domination, sadism, and masochism. I judge nobody who's into whatever. Yeah, you're doing it safely. It's, it ain't my cup of tea. Yeah. It, as long as it's consensual, <laughs> it's, it's all good, right? So um, he practiced some fantasies with Gypsy, often posting that he was the beast while she was the beauty and a lot of the Disney type stuff. Like Now, was she into that, too, or was she just doing it to kind of like placate him? The second option. Okay. Um, so she said. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's one of those things like you're kind of into it or you're not. Right. And she seemed into it. So, I mean. I she- mean, maybe if Christian Grey came around and. I, I might come around. Sure. You'd be he came around, I might come around. He's offering you a couple million bucks and you'll turn into a hooker. <laughs> I might. Yeah, that's okay. Especially if he looks like him. I would too. I'd probably be like, hey, you want anything? Two million bucks, I'll do it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> put a ball gag in my mouth. So. <laughs> Take me down to your red room of pain, Christian. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that reference, but if you say so. I never read the book. Maybe after this, I will. But um, I wouldn't suggest you read the book. Maybe just pop the movie in. Okay, sounds good. So he'd ask uh, Nick would ask Gypsy to take pictures with different character role plays, um, <clears throat> and uh, like one being like childlike that she would always call him daddy and be like eh, daddy, and uh, like another with like a different wig and then a slutty character and you know a bunch of different characters. Okay. And you can see some of these pictures, too. They're, oh, still, they're still out there. I'm good. Yep. Um, Gypsy was in love with Nick, see, she said, pretty quickly. Um, just totally infatuated. And he was the dominant, it sounds like. Correct. And He wanted her to be submissive. She was in a very, very extremely vulnerable state because of her circumstances. So it gave him even more power. Correct. Yep. And so whether it was real or not, we're not sure. You know, maybe it was all just in lust. Because it was so exciting, and they were both in an alternate forms of reality, and they're both living in this fantasy world. Well, she was real getting world. escape from her hell. Yeah, and that's kind of the point they're at. In 2015, Gypsy had envisioned some way where she can introduce her boyfriend Nick to her mom. Mm-hmm. So she know. wants to live a normal life. Yep. And by this point, they've been kind of dating for years. So online dating. Now, can I ask you, um, obviously, she had to keep this a secret from Dee Dee because her computer was smashed the last time this happened. Would she do all these conversations online after her mother had gone to bed? Yes. Okay. She'd uh, Her mom would take sleeping pills and she'd do a lot she'd of those. She'd drug herself to slumber and then, you know, Gypsy would have her time with Nick. Yep. So, yeah, it's a great question because you're wondering this woman that's always around. Like, right. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about Dee Dee, she would never let Gypsy be alone with friends and stuff. She had this one friend that was nearby and Gyp- you know, Dee Dee would always have to be in the room. Sure. She wanted to monitor what was happening. So they could never talk about anything mm-hmm. real. It's basically pixies and rainbows and whatever. I'm actually actually surprised that she had a computer. Yeah, me too. Because obviously the whole online chat thing that's, is a whole other world that's available to her. Yeah. Maybe Dee Dee was just so out of touch with technology that she didn't even think about that. Yeah. And you know, kids figure out the ways to do it. Like, yeah. You know, we can try to monitor our kids' text messages, but they're going to download an app that you can't follow. Right. So I right. Mean, if you think you've got your kid figured out, you definitely don't. I know that for sure mm-hmm. as a tech guy. So. It's hard as your kids start to get older and more independent because you do it's a fine balance between letting them have their privacy and protecting them i'm finding that's you know it's tricky yeah for sure so anyway she wanted to introduce nick 
to her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, her mom doesn't know Nick or no. know of Nick or know anything. And she's probably terrified that her mom's going to snap and like she does for everything. Lose it. Yep. So she came up with this very unique plan where they would meet by chance at a movie theater. Okay. So she's sent kind of smart, I guess. Um, she sent Nick money to get a, on a Greyhound bus. It's about an eight hour, nine hour trip from big Bend, Wisconsin. And she, her plan was, okay, we're going to meet at this movie theater and just so happen to be like, Oh, what's your name? What's your name? Oh, whatever. Oh, this guy's super nice and whatever. So Dee Dee took uh gypsy to the movies and, you know, wanted to, you know, just go watch a movie with her daughter. So she planned everything. Like I said, sent Nick money. Let me see. So yeah, they get there, they get into the movie theater, they find this guy, Nick. And right away, Dee Dee's like, what a weirdo. Cause right now it's just Dee Dee and gypsy in this movie theater watching this movie and he's coming and sitting like right next some to some random 20 something guy is coming sitting right next to yeah them. it's like you look around the movie theater like every seat's available <laughs> dude back the hell off right and meanwhile so gypsy's dressed like cinderella oh gosh and he's dressed like who do you think oh no prince Not charming the prince prince charming yeah please say it ain't so so Dee's like what the fuck is going on here like what are the chances of this yes yes so she's immediately like no 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 well i'm sure she knew something something's up was probably up. yeah so i can definitely see how dd was creeped out but i have some good news um the two uh gypsy and nick uh-huh they ended up somehow being able to sneak away to the men's bathroom really and they had sex so that's good interesting <laughs> so i don't know how the hell they got out of dd's like hands right so okay at this point in time are they sitting where like gypsies in a wheelchair in the theater and not in a seat i don't know because then like did she's like mom i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> wheel herself, herself away and yeah. then just wheeled herself into the men's room and and had her first sexual encounter dipsy do and dipsy do yeah. gypsy right yeah dipsy for gypsy interesting yeah so um yeah i don't know how it went down but anyways the plan was foiled Okay. So she's like, no, this guy's a creep. Let's get out of here. It okay. just wasn't the right time to be like, mom, I've been seeing this guy for no. years online. <laughs> Shoot, mom wasn't vibing. Yeah. So clearly this was not going to work. Um, that's when they started to plan out Dee Dee's murder. Oh. So according to records, Gypsy first brought this up around May of 2014 to, to Nick. Nick. It was her idea. Yep. Gypsy told Nick everything she'd gone through, the complete truth that her mother like made her stay in a wheelchair the drugs the surgeries the feeding tube she asked nick to kill her mother and one nick's personality is victor victor i think he was a vampire um uh, he was the evil one and he quote enjoyed killing oh so that's not a good personality nick was like you want to make sure to ask victor because he likes killing and he'll do it right oh geez okay so he's i mean nick's over the moon with her he's basically gonna do anything it takes and he's gonna protect his his girlfriend Mm -hmm. is what he's thinking right so in his 13 to 14 year old mind, basically. So the only way. He's 20, but he's mentally 13. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The only way that Gypsy saw out of this situation was with her mother dying. Correct. And Gypsy, you know, a lot of it, they're like, she has an alternate form of reality. She's not thinking clearly because her whole life is pretty much like a weird film cartoon yeah, know, she horror has story. Totally no, no normal see in her life. Right. So she's like, well, um, her life has done basically yeah she still loves her mother but it's just like no it's probably a a love hate she's preventing me from getting to with nick yes who i want to be with okay so this is what needs to happen so um on june 14th 2015 nick arrived in springfield missouri and waited for nightfall 
Um, her, him and uh, Gypsy would be texting back and forth, kind of saying, okay, are you ready yet? Is she sleeping? What's going on here? He was waiting for uh, Dee Dee to fall asleep. And at that point, once Dee Dee fell asleep, Gypsy said, okay, she's sleeping. I'm going to open the front door. And so she opens the front door. Um, and as soon as that happened, uh, Nick came in and says, get your ass in the bathroom and shut up. Why couldn't they have just run away together? Uh, I mean, yeah, that well, because we probably thought Dee would find them and then, you know, make sure. But she was an adult. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. I mean, mentally, probably not as much, I guess. Okay. Well, know. regardless, that didn't happen. Yeah. There's a lot of things here. So, so anyways, in the Nick, Nick comes in, he's like, get your ass in the bathroom, like, you know, taking the whole role mm-hmm. of everything. Um, and then Gypsy covers her ears, so she don't want to hear anything. And Nick goes into the bedroom where Dee Dee's sleeping and starts to stab her repeatedly. Oh, gosh. So just starts stabbing her. What a nightmare. And they asked uh, Gypsy, could you hear anything? She's like, I heard her like startle, but it wasn't like a blood-curdling scream or yeah. anything. It was like, oh, what? Ah. Well, like it that. happened so quick and you're in your sleep. And then she was just silent. That's so, terrible. Yeah. I mean, the woman's a monster. Yep. But still. Yep. So after that, I don't know if you know about this part, um, Gypsy made Nick promise to not rape the mother because there have been times where he was like, I'm going to rape her, I'm going to kill her, I'm going to rape her. That's that what I'm going to do. is a red flag there, girl. Yeah, this you is probably... You don't want to be involved with someone that's A, okay with murdering your mother, and B, might rape her. Yeah. Kids, if you're listening, bad idea. Bad right? idea. Yep. So um, she said, if you don't rape my mother, I'll let you rape me after the murder. Oh, no. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sad stuff. Nick, uh, so they ended up having sex afterwards, oh, and Nick, you gross. know, wanted to do like rough sex and everything. That's and, so gross. The mother is dead in the house. And they said that Nick kind of got off on that oh. after just, you know, had been murdering somebody. That is so disturbing. So they ended up interviewing Nick, and Nick was like, oh, it was consensual. And Gypsy ended up saying it wasn't. So who's right? Who's yeah. wrong? Who knows? You know, maybe this just helps Gypsy's story. Sure. You know, whatever it might be. Gypsy said several times that she told him to stop, and he didn't. That's where she's saying. It wasn't mm-hmm. consensual. So it was planned, but then yeah, yeah, in the middle. Maybe she wanted it to stop. Right. So Gypsy and Nick, after they got done, they cleaned themselves up. Um, I think Nick cut himself while stabbing Dee Dee. So they cleaned him up, got him bandaged and whatever. They turned on the air conditioning and they escaped to Big Bend, Wisconsin. Where they would where stay. his family lived. Yep. They'd stay with Nick's parents. They took a cab at some point. Yeah. This I remember because the cab driver yeah. had his recounts of the situation. I love his quote. It's it's <laughs> It's pretty funny. So, uh, so he remembers that Gypsy was in like a Cher wig, like Cher the singer, uh, so big black hair and everything that did not fit with her probably stature or right. look or whatever. Like clearly, like a wig. Yeah, clearly a wig. He said, "quote The girl looked twelve, sounded five, and had a forty-year-old attitude. Uh, she was not afraid to tell me off. I just knew there was something wrong." Wow. Yeah. Well, it's like you're sitting there driving like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And before they left, they took all the cash that Dee Dee had, I think a few grand. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what they're spending on getting back to Wisconsin. And um, there was also a home video that was filmed by Gypsy. Did you see that? No. That's uh, So Gypsy was sitting in a motel room with Nick after the murder okay. and she's super happy maybe maybe 24 hours after the murder basically she's like oh you hear her voice and she's giggling <laughs> and they're in bed together and she's like videotaping uh nick as he's like eating this brownie and she's like he's eating a brownie now but later he'll be eating me oh and she like pans down to her legs a little bit and oh yeah it's so gross so um and it's it's so gross because her voice is her so high pitched and like you're she's like a child it's like a 12 year old and she's not but, uh, no, she's not, but right. yeah, it's, it's just 
disturbing. Yeah, yeah. So Dee Dee wasn't immediately found. Um, the people in the neighborhood start to become suspicious because the Blanchards were very like vocal and social and stuff, and everybody knew them. Mm-hmm. She would tell anybody that would listen about all the different ailments, about everything. So and all of a sudden, it's quiet at the house. Yep. But finally, there was a clue, and you know about this, I'm sure. Yeah. On Facebook, mm-hmm. someone posted from Dee Dee's profile. They said, the bitch is dead, exclamation point. So right away, people are commenting. They're, they're like, yeah, are you okay? What's going on? Hey, Didi, is that you? Like, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. What, yeah, what's happening what's here? going on? Um, one person said, you guys must be watching a scary movie. Like, something like, wow, this is weird. People do post bizarre things on Facebook. I gave that whole thing up years and years ago. And even if I go on to just check something, like the spelling of somebody's name, yeah. I'll be on there for two seconds. And I'm like, Ugh. I just can't stand the attention people want with their, like, what do the they vague. call those? The cryptic, cryptic posts. Yeah. I have no patience for any of that. Like, if they're just like, I'm done. It's like, oh, And then you okay. get these people. What's the matter, babe? What's oh, the matter, babe? Everything okay? It. Screw those haters. Haters behave. Haters. <laughs> you're strong i'm just like this is mess and these people are our age it's they're clearly like, these are looking 42 year old people that are, it's like what the hell is wrong with you and i'd imagine Dee probably had a lot of those type of posts because she's I'm always sure. looking for attention so it wasn't necessarily like a solid red flag was it well i mean the bitch is dead maybe i would okay. i would assume that's a red flag and then anyways i mean if that wasn't a red flag this next comment was uh, also from Dee's account but clearly not Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, I slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so loud. LOL. Okay. That's the red flag. Yeah. That's if we were vague before, we're waving it now. <laughs> right. That's the red flag right there. So now why did they do that? They, they obviously wanted they found. wanted her to be found. Right. Okay. Yep. So as you can imagine, police traced the IP address of where the post came from. Yep. Lo and behold, it was at Nick Godijan's house in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, Big Bend, Wisconsin, where they found the couple and took them into custody. Wow. So there wasn't a standoff or anything. They pretty much were like, yeah. yeah here we now are. this is where like the curtain drops and everything is exposed. Correct. So people are like, oh, at this point, you know, they're thinking, oh, poor Gypsy. I hope she's okay. Yeah. She's wheelchair bound. God knows where she is. Her medication. Right, right. Meanwhile, they don't know that she needs none of this shit. No. So. Man, what a shock. Yeah. I mean, just if you could put yourself in their position. I mean, the whole town is amazed. They're like, whatever. And then, you know, they had the, one of the sheriffs come out and be like, I think the quote was, not everything is as it seems. Imagine being like the neighbor and that's all you know is that this little girl is X age. She's sick. Her mother's the caretaker. And then it's like, no, the mother's dead at the hands of the daughter's boyfriend. And she is not sick at all. It'd be like mind blown, mind blown, mind blown. Yep. So, yeah, it's (laughs) I mean, I, I. you're talking to this girl, little girl, you feel so bad for for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And then you find out, oh, she's gone. And then, you know, the, the media started getting then all these stories started coming out. People on Facebook were posting because it's a, a big town, but small enough where everybody knows each other. Right. So they're like, you know, stories here, stories here, stories here. And they're like all of a sudden putting things together without authorities help, really. And it turns out, holy shit, they see um, a gypsy show up in the courtroom walking, walking totally fine, totally, completely fine. And at this point, by the way, I wanted to mention she has the same haircut as Nick, basically, because they're both like short hair and like they, they look very similar at this point. Really? Um, I, I can't remember what he looks like. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Just like a, a dude. Yeah. But that had to have just been so shocking to people. The whole like. Yeah. And you'd feel so duped. Oh, like. completely and angry. And then you're thinking, wait, is 
Gypsy the one? Was she in on it? Yeah. Is Dee you know, did uh, did she make Dee think this? She had this, or mm-hmm. you know, was Dee the person that you know, you don't know what to think because now everything's thrown up in the air, and you're like, anything could be possible right mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, they found the sweet innocent girl can now walk, and you know, her mother was under control of her whole life. A lot of stages of grief. Obviously, it's just like, oh my god, all these questions. So. Now they're wondering, did Nick take Gypsy and be like, we're going to kill your mother and I'm going to steal you from her? Right. You know, that was another thing. And people are like, you know, depending who you talk to, there's different opinions everywhere. Did uh, Gypsy admit that she went freely with Nick? Uh, eventually. Well, there's yeah. the videos too. Yeah. So, and then the other thing, there's there's videos. They ended up finding all the chat yeah. between the two, sure, like planning sure. everything and hey, babe, and a lot of sexual talk here and there. The um, taxi cab driver probably said she freely came in. There was no, correct. you know, blah, blah, blah. Correct. But initially, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. an, all, all these questions and things. Yeah. Um. So, you know, at a 20, as a 24 year old with a second grade education, she goes into the courtroom. <sighs> she pleads guilty to second degree murder and sentenced to sentenced to 10 years. And she has to do 85% of her sentence before she's eligible for, eligible for parole. Okay. 10 years she was sentenced to? Yeah. So she was guilty in second-degree murder, which was less than a first-degree murder. Well, charge. she didn't murder her mother. Right. But in a first-degree murder, so I looked it up, first-degree murder is premeditated intentional killings. So it is premeditated. Oh, it was premeditated for sure. Yeah, but she didn't actually have She a, didn't. She was in the bathroom right. when it happened. She knew it was happening. It was planned. She didn't actually plunge the knife into her mother. Yeah, and she was hoping she wouldn't get like life in prison. And obviously, death penalty was something that they were talking about for Nick as well. You um, know, and obviously, it was all factored in about the, you know, the abuse she went through. Absolutely. Through her entire life. And you, they talked to a lot of the attorneys on both sides. And they're like, you know especially the state side that was trying to be like, we have to punish her. You know, she well, killed somebody. She killed her mother. Cause you know, what's funny is our 10 year old daughter, she knew of this case, like I had said, and she was like, I don't think she should have had to gone to jail. Right. And I'm like, but Reese, she did something wrong. And with that, there's penalties. But at the same time, like you'll have a situation where you remember that story where the guy, um, his son got raped and stuff like that and murdered and he, killed. And he shot the guy like as he was going to jail or uh-huh. court or something and he got off scot-free hmm. he killed somebody yeah so i mean it's possible it's happened before there's mm-hmm. precedence true uh in this situation i would totally not be angry i don't know about you i mean i don't know if people are looking for our opinion but uh i'm gonna give it anyway so uh i if she got off totally scot-free, I would not be totally mad. I mean, the girl went through hell and back, and who knows what her state of mind is, the PTSD and right. just everything. And granted, she did mastermind that her mother would be killed, and that's murder's horrible. Yeah, it is, and it's not you the answer. You, you can't, can't take, just kill people. Right, right. And like, people do that anyways, though. Stand your ground law with guns if you feel threatened. You know, obviously threatening is a different thing. Yeah, that's but self-defense. Really, it is kind of self-defense at the same time, because she was under her thumb and like... You know, couldn't do anything her whole life. Basically tortured and she could have got in that cab with Nick and done what she did without killing her mother. But then obviously her mother would have found her. But she is an adult and she didn't have to go back with her mother is my whole point. You're right. You're right. And so that was first degree murder premeditated. Second degree is an unplanned intentional killing. But that's not unplanned. It was planned. Yeah. So and then or a death caused by reckless disregard for human life, which I feel that's probably what it falls into. Okay. Um so just like they didn't really care about life living or, you know, ending life. It was just like they wanted this plan to happen and this was how it was needing to happen. Yeah. In their fantasy world, she needed to die. Mhm. So Gypsy's in jail 
And while she's there, Rod and Christy, so Rod, her father, and Christy, her stepmother, um, are attempting to be there for her and build a relationship. Okay. So they're like, all right, it's our chance to step up. And granted, she's 24 years old at that point, and, you know, it's not... And who knows what Dee Dee poisoned Gypsy's mind to about her father, that he left us, he doesn't care about you, he said because you're sick, blah, blah, blah. He, she probably had no idea her father had been supporting her all along. And she's also probably a master manipulator. Of course. I mean, she's been taught all this from Dee Dee, her mother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't know what to believe at this point. You want to be there and be a good father and mother. At the same time, be like, is she trying to get one over on us right. somehow? scary situation yeah so you got to kind of treat it with kid gloves a little bit but she absolutely deserves love and you know it's so sad that she didn't have i mean she had love but (laughs) not the right way no right um so on the hbo documentary they show the first in-person full contact meeting between rod christie and gypsy and it was pretty intense like i would suggest seeing it um it was emotional because Rod, you know, as he's getting ready, he's like, I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> and Gypsy's like, I'm not used to seeing a grown man cry, and I'm going to cry if you cry. And uh, When was the last time he had seen her? Years. I mean, he, he you know, he, basically he said he tried, and every time he tried to come up with something. There was an excuse. Yeah. But, and she had never met her stepmother, Christy, correct? Uh, I think she had, yeah. Okay, she Definitely. had. Definitely. I mean, according to stories, they had pictures together okay they, see i'm picturing that uh dd Dee Dee had moved them out to missouri and just never saw rod again they were pictured together at a special olympics event okay they were all smiles all all three of them or whatever it was i know that for a fact Got it yep so um yeah i mean the first thing you know they they walk her into the courtroom that's where they met and gypsy seemed happy to see rod and but she didn't fully embrace him that's what what got me because I've, you know, I, you can't judge anybody, especially that's been through all this no. stuff. But like, if you're watching this video, I don't know if we're going to post this video. But we might. Yeah, I think we will. Why not? So she goes up to him, and like he's just like, you know, he seems like a loving guy, and like hugs her and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh baby, and they're crying a little bit. Yeah. And she's going like this. But like, her again, hands are right here. You know, he might be kind of a bit of a stranger to her of because course. she wasn't with her father a lot, and. Who knows what kind of physical af- affection she got from her mother? Right, right. So it you can't judge. No, no, and I'm not. And she wasn't pushing, but she was kept but her hands. But not here. the full embrace. No embrace. Like it was okay. Pretty her much hands here. weren't even around. Right at her ribs. Mm. Yeah. So like kind of keeping her at her ribs and her elbows in. So no like embracing her around, which you know I noticed right away. I mm-hmm. wanted to see what the interaction was, but she was still she she seemed to enjoy the the embrace at the same time. So. It was nice to see it. You know, I still feel like she's like a 12 or 13 year old, even though she's 24 at this point. And I cried a little bit, you know, watching it just like that's finally she has some love that somebody's not trying to like put Get her in something the from her. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I get it either way. And Rod apologized to Gypsy for doing things wrong. He's like, I'm sorry. I wasn't more involved. And, oh, you that's know. sad. Yeah. And Gypsy right away. Gypsy's like so, you know, even though she's so childish, she's very mature and very well spoken. It's amazing. It's just like alternate reality. It's weird. But. Well, she probably had spent so much time in her room when her mother would go to sleep, like watching movies and things. So you're seeing how people are to act. She read Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I think. So a lot of reading. Very well read. Um, Gypsy, you know, right away, Gypsy's like, nope, it was mom. It wasn't you. It wasn't your fault. That but, was nice that she didn't pin the blame yeah, on her father. Right. But as a father, I mean, you're still blaming yourself. Sure. And a lot of people, I'm sure, in the public blame Rod. You know, like, right. why didn't you notice something? Why didn't you step in? Right. But hindsight, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
you know, so they, they're kind of, you know, just talking through things and they're like, well, we'll be here for you from now on. You know, we're here for you, which is like probably great for her to hear. I would mm-hmm. imagine. So we support you. Yep. And then, so it's like, all right, well, it's time for you to go back gypsy. And she's like, I don't want to go back. Like she just says that. And it's like, ah, heartbreaking. Oh, what a situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they, they hug again and they're like, all right, don't worry. Like you're strong. You know, he kissed her on the head. He's like, you're strong. You're strong. Like, and I'm in my head, I'm thinking like, well, you've been through absolute hell. Like jail is prison is probably a piece of cake for somebody that's been through the stuff. You, you can have. actually walk around and like live in jail. Yeah. Make the most of it. Educate yourself. And I mean, she also her education, like I said, stopped at second grade. Oh my gosh. Um, so the mom robbed her of any chance of having an education. And she said she was homeschooled and who knows how much of that she did. Yeah. Really? Um, but yeah, that was, it was sad. So anyways, Nick go to John, the, the boyfriend, he was convicted of first degree murder of Dee Dee Blanchard and sentenced to life in prison in February of 2019. Probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, yeah. Mentally, he had his own mental issues. Yeah, demons and such. And it makes sense. Um, but anyways, so Gypsy serving her 10 years and is eligible for parole in 2024. Okay. So she's 32. Couple years. Yeah. And like uh, Rod was like, just be a good girl in there. Yeah. Be good. And Wonder she's like, I will. Her life will look like when she's released. Well, you know, I was looking at some things, some comments online, and people were like, right away, she's going to be a millionaire because she's going to sue every single doctor that didn't question what her mom was going after or in the, uh, the medical mm-hmm. systems and all that stuff. So. Obviously, she's going to do interviews. She's going to be paid for them. Sure, sure. Maybe write a book. Yep, a book, a memoir. Because that will be some book to like experience it through the person who lived it. I guarantee it would sell millions. Yeah. I mean, right away. I'm surprised she's not working on it right now. Maybe she is. Probably is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. Um, Let's see. Yeah, 2024 when she's 32. Um, there was a couple of interview of interviews with Gypsy as she's in jail. One with Dr. Phil, one with the HBO documentary. So, you know, basically her, her thoughts are that she's not happy her mom's dead, but she's glad that she's not under her control anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Phil is like, are you glad she's dead? And like, no, but I'm glad she's not. not you know. So she has remorse for what happened? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. She's like, yeah, I should have done it a different way. And she's had excuses too. Just like, yeah, I, I didn't know how serious it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, if she's living in fantasy land, yep. maybe she doesn't even understand the finality of death at that point. Right. And now she's like, I'm different now. Now I get it. And she's like, I'm sorry for what I did. And she, d- she thinks 10 years was a little too much. And Dr. Phil's like, well, what would have been better? Mm-hmm. She's like, he's like, you know that you killed somebody. And she's like, yes, I do. And I did. And she's fessing up to it. She's mm-hmm. like, I did. Just, I'm not sure what would have been appropriate, but it's, it feels like 10 too long, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. She's smart how she answers questions, too. It's it's weird. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of different things. I, I got a couple different notes, too. So, there's also this thing right now. She's, depending on what you read, she's engaged to some dude in prison. Oh, no. Gypsy. We need to find her a better suitor. So, there, and before people start jumping on me, she was engaged, got disengaged. And I read that she got engaged again. To the same person? Yes. According to her uh, stepmother, Christy. And what is this person in the slammer for? I don't know. So, I, And I, how long it is he in the slammer me. for? I don't know. But odds are, you know what? Probably not best to find your future husband in jail. Granted, not typically. We all make mistakes in right. life. So you got to look at the situation. Maybe wait once they're but out of jail. But it's not a, usually a good idea. Yeah. Any, I've never been to prison. Have you? No. 
No. Well, okay. I sold a couple Xboxes in front of the local jail. Okay, but you didn't get booked into no, jail. No, okay. no. So yeah, none of that. So she's she's still. Yeah, I mean, this girl just needs to like chill. You know, maybe date some dudes and have your your fun, but don't get immediately jumped into something. But it's I mean, it's pretty much impossible that she's not going to be mentally like, right. Up of course, life. I can't imagine that she wouldn't. So say and give some thoughts and prayers or whatever to Gypsy out here. But she's going to be coming out and telling her story. Um, some side notes I thought were interesting. I always want to have side notes. So I like the side notes. It's mm-hmm. gonna be, I think it's going to be one of my things. But according to the article on BuzzFeed by Michelle Dean, she talked to Rod Blanchard. And as far as he knows, neither of them. Okay, <laughs> this is funny. There was a vaudeville child star in the 1920s named Gypsy Rose Lee. Mm. So Gypsy Rose. And she's like, did you hear about Gypsy Rose Lee in the 1920s? And Rod's like, no. And I don't think that Dee Dee knew about her either. But it was interesting because... She was a child star turned stripper whose early life was the basis for a Broadway musical called Gypsy. That Gypsy had a controlling stage mother, one who lied about her daughter's age to make her seem younger, and one who kept forcing her daughter to perform even though she didn't want to. So is that just some crazy coincidence? Yeah. I thought it was crazy by Michelle Dean to find that. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, another thing, a sad but hilarious part of uh, Mobby Dead and Dearest, the producer asked... Um, mommy dead and dearest mommy dead and dearest is the name of the hbo documentary the, oh, okay sorry um I'm, I'm too excited to tell you this but uh <laughs> this, <laughs> this better be funny mike i laughed not, out loud not sick it sometimes is sick. mike it's dark humor it's dark humor okay so the producer's talking to Didi's family Didi's dad and not no longer mother her, her mother's Obviously, not living she's passed yeah um but the stepmother christy yeah and they're both like like just kind of not really into her you can tell they're just like yeah Dee, Dee was fine and yeah she she ended up like passing bad checks she was a she was kind of a well she was a master manipulator she yeah. was a liar and a thief and a sick person well it, uh, one part of it said she stole like four grand from her, her own grandpa shocker um and she wrote bad checks all over louisiana they were like pretty much anywhere she would go in louisiana she would be booked for you know in the jail right yeah away. i she, mean she was a thief yeah um, so anyways, they, <laughs> while they were interviewing Dee Dee's, uh, dad and stepmother, they go, Oh wait, Dee Dee's dad? Dee Dee. Dee Dee's father. Not Gypsy. So Gypsy's grandfather? Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Sorry. So, okay. So we good? I'm picturing Rod and Christy. No, Dee Dee's old dad in Louisiana. Okay. Got it. Cajun dad, mm-hmm. old guy. Um, they go, do you think Dee Dee got what she deserved? And so her dad and stepmom kind of look at each other. They're like, yes. Wow. Like they both like pretty much hate her so her own father yeah own father whole family all agreed you cannot deny the fact that this woman was evil and sick yeah there's that's undeniable but that's not it so they were asked what they wanted to do with Dee's ashes okay and so they they asked into the family they're like okay anybody want her ashes anybody want her ashes they go flush the ashes down the toilet Wow. <laughs> Including the siblings. So even the dad, the stepmother, siblings all said to flush it in the toilet. We wow. don't care. So pretty much like she was useless to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was pretty telling. And then there was another part about Dee Dee. Some family members say that she starved her own mother to death. That Dee Dee starved Dee Dee. her own mother to death? Dee Dee's mother was sick for a while and Dee Dee was the caretaker. Well, would you put it past her? Absolutely not. So while I think it was Christy that was at... So Christy, the... Um, stepmother of Gypsy, uh-huh. Rod's yes, Rod's uh, wife. Wife, she asked one of the family members, "Do you think she had anything to do with the mo- death of her mother?" And she, they're like, "Oh, probably." Oh my yeah. gosh, of course. So yeah, she would. 
she, you know, because the lady couldn't get out of bed and feed herself, so she wouldn't feed her. And now, was she getting attention and validation from this situation? Oh, I'm sure. Because that's the only reason why she would do it. Absolutely. Is if she was getting attention. Yep. Yeah, wow. she did. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her for a second. Obviously, look what she did to her friggin' daughter. Right. So those are all my side notes, and uh, this was my story. Well, you did good, Mike. Thanks. I tell you, and I've heard this story time and time again, but I did get more information from what I've heard in the past. You know, Allison, that's what we're trying to bring to the people, trying to bring more of the information. Story. Yeah, exactly. You know, information is power. It Knowledge is power. is power. Right. Absolutely. So crazy story. I mean, there were so many other things, too, that you can, you know, just little bits and pieces but mm-hmm. I, that, that was the gist of it and you yeah you're very well informed because like i said you could talk for hours Absolutely. about what this woman has done yeah yeah so horrible situation can't wait for gypsy to come out uh, i'd love to see some more stories i'm sure she's yeah holding back some i guess stuff. we'll see yeah yeah a couple so. more years yep so um, all right hey well, this is our first video rendezvous hopefully cheers everything to you well. mike cheers to, with ooh, our coffee we can do that every time every week yeah, yeah all right well all right. we'll see you next time and i'll be up and I'll be listening. All right. All we'll right. see you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and now I got to pee. Right. I saw you.